0: Yo, what up, you guys? It's your boy, PDP. Word on the street, The Last Dance, episodes three and four aired just last night. ooh And where do I start, man? The Last Dance, Uh, 10-part documentary that's airing on ESPN, and all I gotta say is I'm excited. And, oh, man, it took, took a little while for me to watch the first two episodes, but I was able to catch these last two episodes, and... Uh, All I got to say is they did not disappoint. First, let me give a shout out to Horace Grant. Did y'all see what Horace Grant say That the Detroit Pistons Was acting like straight bitches They put that on ESPN I was like that's how you know we in 2020 They would not have ever Let the air back in the day You know before I even get into it You know what they would never do in 2020 Because the technology is just so crazy Have y'all seen that commercial Where Michael Jordan and that old lady He said and that's his mom And she's showing him how to shoot She's making the buckets And then she goes and dunks the ball and it's some dark-skinned dude with a jerry (laughs) curl. Oh, sweet baby Jesus, please take the wheel. They will not let that fly here in 2020. And when I just got through seeing that commercial, I was just like, oh, man, okay. Technology has came a long ways But us as people We knew technology was going to get something Like y'all remember what is that the Jetsons The um the old school um Cartoons You know then you have what the Sims man Us as people we knew every, everything was going to grow You know what I'm saying into what it is now But we did think we was going to have some flying cars But who's to say that they don't You know what I'm saying we do got cars driving themselves, Some Tesla but anyways man the last dance Episodes 3 and 4 Aired Sunday night, and uh, uh, we're talking about on this one was uh, Dennis Rodman. Ooh, now Dennis Rodman. I'm from Oklahoma. Dennis Rodman went to uh, college in Oklahoma, and all I gotta say is, man, I'm very intrigued. I knew Dennis Rodman was the way he was, but after seeing this, um, after seeing this documentary, I I really got to see how great of a coach Phil Jackson was. Man, watching this stuff and. I'm going to jump straight into it. Dennis Rodden, whenever um, Scottie Pippen got hurt... Dennis Rodman had to, you know, pick up the flack with him and Michael Jordan. And um, that was one time. But Dennis Rodman was such as a great, I ain't going to say player, such a great person off the court because he knew he loved the game. He even said it, man. He said the, he would play the the game of basketball for free. So whenever Scottie Pippen got hurt, he picked up the slack, and it was him and Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? So what Dennis Rodman did, he didn't party. He took his job serious. He didn't party. So when Scottie Pippen came back, he went up to Phil Jackson, told Phil Jackson, yo, I need a vacation. So what did Phil Jackson do? He called Michael Jordan. And and Michael Jordan goes, Michael Jordan goes, Well, first, Phil Jackson says, hey, Mike, Dennis wants to talk to you. And Michael goes, see, (laughs) he said every time Dennis wants to talk to me, it's never good. So he's already got his mind right, mentally right, whenever he goes and meets with uh, Phil and Dennis Rodman. So whenever they met together, um, Dennis Rodman goes, well, Phil goes to Mike um, Dennis says he needs a vacation. Michael goes, You need a vacation. If anybody need a vacation, I need a vacation. And then uh Dennis goes, Yeah, Mike, I need to go to Vegas. <laughs> and Mike tells Phil, man, if you let this guy go to Vegas, he's not gonna come back. You know, and um this is just this is just a break, you know, because he said uh Dennis Robinson said he just needs a break. So long story short, Phil Jackson and says, uh, Phil Jackson goes, Can you be back in 48 hours? Dennis Rodman said, yes. Long story short, he went to Vegas, and that's when Carmen Electra was his girlfriend. He went to Vegas and they partied it up. And then after the foot, and then the, the, the producers of The Last Dance asked Michael Jordan. So uh, excuse me, asked Michael Jordan. So did Dennis show back up after 48 hours? He goes, no. He said we had to go get him. And I just think it's really it's man, it's cool to see all parts of the documentary cause, because whenever they he went to the hotel room to go get Dennis Robin, Carmen Electra was being interviewed too. And she goes, she was in the bed with um Dennis Robin said that they was naked. And and um and she said she heard a knock on the door, and it was Michael Jordan. Well, I was like, man. And so my and Dennis Robin. He said, Man, that's why I love the Bulls so much because they let him be him. You know what I'm saying? So, um, as I was watching it, though, it kind of reminded me of David Ruffin and the uh, Temptations. You know what I'm saying? David, you know how David Ruffin was just that crazy guy, but then end up getting kicked out of the group of the temptations. See, this is where being strategic and this is where actually knowing your players comes in. And that's why there'll probably be never another great coach like Phil Jackson. And cause you because you see I was just talking about David Ruffin, right? The temptations knew he was crazy. They knew that he 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 lived like different than them. He didn't live so conservative than them, just like as the Chicago Bulls. Scottie, yeah, the Chicago Bulls, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, and most importantly, Phil Jackson. They knew who Dennis Rodman was as a person. That was like, as long as he do his job on the field, whatever he do, he can do. Just as long as he do his job on the field, you got to know how to handle, you can't handle everybody the same way. And I don't think any coach nowadays would allow their player to go party for 48 hours and then come back and play in the championship. And that's where... Phil Jackson was like, "Yo, we we gotta we gotta we gotta do what we gotta do to help this man be the best." You know what I'm saying? And it goes after that 48 hours. Um, Michael Jordan goes to say. That you know that uh, Phil Jackson wanted to focus on conditioning because he knew Dennis Rodman would be out of shape. So I know where's my athletes at. I don't forgot the name of the drill, but it's mainly in track. A lot of people do this. You know how everybody jogging in the line, right? And then the person in the back got to go to the front, uh, got to sprint fast as you can to get to the front. So whoever's in the front controls the pace, and you just keep the one from the back keep going to the front. From from the back, you keep going to the front. So that's what Phil Jackson was gonna have them do. So Michael Jordan goes so Michael Jordan said hey I'm in shape you know what I'm saying he, he basically said he didn't feel like you know working out that hard because uh, Dennis Rodman was going to be out of shape you know so Michael Jordan he was like hey just to help Dennis out what we going to do whoever's in the front we just mainly just going a slow jog to a walk and uh, he said man John Paxson did it a few other people did it and then when it was Dennis' turn he just sprinted just took off which saying, and he said, and lapped him three, four times. And which and they let that be known, Dennis was in shape. Dennis, he came back after that 48-hour hiatus in shape. It was like a, a part of him working out. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's what Michael Jordan goes, yes, man. Dennis Robin, he's a different cat. And that's exactly what they needed at the time. But the point I'm trying to make is, is Phil Jackson. Because it kind of goes, and with Dennis Rodman going to a college in Oklahoma, there's a lot of Native Americans there. You know what I'm saying? So, the Indian heritage is is strong. So, a lot of people kind of gravitate to that. You know what I'm saying? So, what happened was Dennis Rodman wore one of the uh, Native American necklaces around his neck. So, whenever he came in contact with Phil Jackson... Phil Jackson had he grew up having a love for Native Americans, so that's where that that's where their relationship actually had a silver lining because those two met on the same page and they had one common goal was to win, and that uh, Indian Indian culture brought them together to where they could speak without even speaking. Dennis Rodman even said, you know, he was more um, those two was more like best friends. during that tenure of their uh tenure of the chicago of the both at the chicago bulls you know what i'm saying and and also what's really crazy is everybody knows about that Michael Jordan shot us on all the commercials whenever he beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. They ended up winning, what, 99, well, 100 to 99, I believe. And that's when Jordan goes up, and he's, like, at the free throw line, shoots, and he jumps up and down, and the Bulls win, the Bulls win, the Bulls win. Yes, that, man, to hear how that went down was crazy. And, man, the Cleveland Cavaliers had it won. And Michael Jordan goes on to say, he says, um, he knew he was going to make the shot because he saw who they had on him. He said well, they had um, some white dude on them, and Michael Jordan goes, oh, that was the biggest mistake because the one who played him better on the Cleveland Cavaliers at that time was Ron Harper. And so even Ron Harper, they interviewed him, and he was like – "When the, he, he went and told the coach of the Cavaliers, and it's only what – two, three seconds left in the game. And Ron Harper may holding him, Michael Jordan, all game. And then um, when it's time to hold him, at the end of the game, Ron Harper goes up to his coach. of uh, The Cavaliers was like, hey, I got MJ, I got MJ. But the coach was like, "No, nah, we gonna put old dude on MJ. And they interviewed MJ talking about, did you know you was gonna make the shot? He was like, I knew it was a really good chance. Uh, but once I saw who they had on me, he was like, yeah, I knew. And then the rest is history. The Bulls win. The Bulls win. The Bulls win. Michael went on to make that shot, but they ended up losing those finals because the Detroit Pistons ended up putting it on them. And then after they lost that um, that last series, I believe it was what the 1990, I believe yeah, the 1990 uh, NBA NBA championship series um, ended up losing to the Detroit Pistons, and that's when and that's when everything shifted for the Bulls. Because they go, they say, right after that loss, B.J. Armstrong said this. He said, right after they lost, nobody went on vacation. The next day, they went to the gym to go work out. And that's when Michael Jordan got a trainer and started to implement putting weight on instead of just being tall and skinny. That's when he decided to bulk up a little bit. He said, instead of taking the punishment, I'm going to give the punishment. And, man, they went out there that last series. I mean, that last – I mean, they ended up picking up Dennis Rodman. No, that's not when they picked up Dennis Rodman. But that's when they That's when they ended up sweeping the Detroit Pistons in the first round of the playoffs. And that was just remarkable. Ended up sweeping the Lakers too. Ended up sweeping the Lakers in the championship against Magic Johnson James Worthy, Sam Perkins, A.C. Green, who is my famous uncle that I've never met. And uh, they just they just went and did it, man. But just to see just to see behind the scenes how everything occurred, you know, the, um, the last dance, they film and everything. Um of their last season, of their last championship season, 98 season. But in the midst of this, they're playing all the clips that's leading up to that moment. And I got to say, man, you guys got to check it out. Um, I loved every bit of it. Didn't want to get up. And one thing I really liked about it, the commercials wasn't that long. You know, so you actually got to see and just sit there and not have to wait on the commercials and stuff for long. And you really got to really – Um, just see how greatness is displayed, man, because Chicago Bulls was one of the sorriest teams. Ended up being one of the best teams. And just to see they swag and just to see how they couldn't dress. I saw B.J. Armstrong get off the plane with some dress shoes, (laughs) with some dress shoes and some jeans and a T-shirt on. (laughs) <laughs> and that's one of the dudes My mama thought was just fine I'm just like man That's only because he likes skin But no But yeah just to see they swag And just see how some of it is, is repetitive It's repeating itself To this day But I just think it's really cool Just to sit here And we watch documentaries Now we're in this podcast world Everybody loves to get on YouTube Watch certain documentaries And to see this is really astonishing. I'm glad that they did it. I'm glad LeBron came back <laughs> three games and beat the uh Golden State Warriors because they said after LeBron James did that, that's whenever Michael Jordan gave the green light for the last dance documentary to be um to be uh to go ahead and to be aired on TV. But what I don't like about this is some of these big old uh big big named. Sports, sports figures, sports announcers, sports broadcast people like Skip Bayless, I say his name. I mean, I'm going through um social media and he's talking about we never seen nobody like Michael Jordan, which he's right. And then he's gonna throw in LeBron James. Not LeBron James, like why, man, just let Michael be great. Let, let LeBron man let LeBron chill. Let LeBron chill, man, because it's just the power that comes with it. I'm sure LeBron don't mind it, but it's just the power that comes behind it because all these people, man, just adding adding LeBron or, you know, the GOAT debate and all this, like, man, just, yeah, if he just would have left out that LeBron stuff, man, just chill. But I'm like, maybe he's doing it because he's working. You know, that's just part of his job. It is Sunday night. And it is Monday coming up the next day, and they need a sports topic to talk about. Like, maybe that's just part of his job. So after I got out of my feelings, I was like, see, that means he's always on. To whom much is given, much is required. And I'm like, see, he's creating a conversation. it's like, before I go to bed, I'ma create a conversation. And when I wake up, I'ma see how to, see how the conversation, how the people on social media is interacting. And we're gonna go from that. And I'ma go with Shannon Sharp's neck. Cause you know what Shannon gonna be talking about? How MJ ain't better than LeBron. <laughs> You know, I just ain't happen to see Shannon's tweet, but uh, I I came across Skip Bayless, but I started to think business mind and logically about it instead of just my understanding it's a business. And just like, man, you know what? That actually was pretty brilliant I see, I get it But now I can't wait to watch tomorrow And see how the conversation is going to be at hand With him and Shannon Sharp But anyways, man, the next episodes air uh, next Sunday I will be tuning in, I will be watching If you guys uh, love what you hear right now Go ahead and subscribe to my Spotify channel um, I'm also on blogtalkradio.com Slash everyday. That's blogtalk.com Slash everyday. S-O-A-R Then the word everyday day. Do what you love and love what you do. Life's about making your dreams come true. Peace and love. And I'm ah, out.